What a narc. Have you ever seen someone take MDA and been like, I will arrest them? No, because <laughs> you're not a cop. And how do I relate to that? I'm not doing MDA every weekend. <laughs> it's been maybe a decade, but it's like, what do you think people are going to do on Halloween? Jesus Christ. You know, cocaine, that is a bit more... Like, okay, you're probably funding some kind of cartel. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, boils and ghouls, and welcome to another spooktacular, very special episode, the podcast which reviews very special Halloween episodes. I am your ghost with the most, Austin Gorton. With me, dressed as a bone person, is... Carolyn Maine. <laughs> One of the few things I wrote down is bone person. <laughs> <laughs> And dressed like a chef who is a serial sexual harasser is... <laughs> oh, is Mario Batali a serial sexual harasser? Why am I dressed up like him? David Bitsenoff. <laughs> is he the one who had the recipe for cinnamon rolls after he got popped for sex harassing? Po- possibly. Okay. Maybe even not. <laughs> I, I am perhaps being libelous with Mario. Mario Batali was sued for sexual harassment and settled out of court yeah, recently. Sex I monster. Hope he doesn't Everyone turns into a sex monster eventually, or is, I and I don't it's, realize it until. It's weird. Yeah, I don't think they turn into. I think yeah. we learned they always were. Yeah. But. Yeah. Anywho, uh, today we are reviewing <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Season 1, Episode 6, Halloween, in which Jake bets Captain Holt that he can steal the medal from his office before midnight on Halloween, leading to a variety of hijinks. No? That's true. It's yeah, hijinks. It, it is hijinksy. And low jinks. Uh, High jinx, low jinx, all kinds of jinx. Mid jinx. Uh, David, have you ever watched this show before? <laughs> I have. I've seen every episode, I believe. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and although yeah, we'll probably get into this specific episode, overall I've found that show to be very fa- fairly funny for the most part, especially when it gets into its groove and I've enjoyed a lot of episodes. It gets a little... Uh, weird at the end because between the second or second to last season and season and final season you had a pandemic and a bunch of stories about police abuse that came out such as like the george floyd stuff and oh boy i'm show, glad it hit them <laughs> and the show wasn't quite sure what to do with that i'll put it that way yeah. and then they, uh, tried it to didn't it do nothing yeah which that's is something, something. Uh-huh. but well, it, yeah they addressed it but yeah yeah no. But I think it's most so of out of their wheelhouse, clearly. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a comedy, and thing. then they're like, "Well, we're cops, but we're bastards now, so we don't know what to do with this." And so mm-hmm. most of it was like, "Let's just not do cop stories anymore." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not really we're not discussing that episode or episodes. Yeah. But I will say one of the things I did like about how they handled it was that they handled it more than just doing a very special episode about mm-hmm. police brutality or something like that. And then returning to the hijinks, they made it part of the final season's arc and the way that it changed some different characters mm-hmm. and things like that. 
So, but to your point, David, it's always hard to grapple with something like that while also being a comedy. Yeah, it's one thing for dramas to do it, but yeah, right. Uh, Carolyn, have you ever seen an episode of this show before? I think this would be the second episode I've ever seen because it did have some friendly fun buzz when it was cooking and the husband and boyfriend brought it home to our marital television and were like, check check this out, see if it passes the stink test. And it did not. I find it. You know, there's a lot of talent here. There's a couple actors I really respect and enjoy other works of theirs immensely. And it's pretty cute. It's it's kind of reminding me of, you know, the whole from the office to parks and rec kind of zone. Mm-hmm. But also, all cop series are bastards. So it, that was weird for me. And then the, the George Floyd hit them right in the dick. I kind of love. That's a fitting <laughs> yeah. end. Yeah. It's so awkward. They're not equipped for it. And I, I have a hard time rooting for the guys who are trying to narc on the guys doing drugs at yeah. the Halloween rave. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. Do fall in vomit that's for the best so (laughs) second episode i watched maybe this will be the last how about yourself austin um it was funny you mentioned the the office parks and rec vibe because it's the same people Uh not a doctor that stinger yeah Yeah. dan Dan gore and and um um that group so that that's what led me to it like david i have seen every episode i have super fans i mean i I've it's not, not like I've watched that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen this episode again since the first time it aired. Which um, would be like 2005 or 8. No, I feel like later, it's but, yeah. later. Because this was after, I think this ran concurrently with Parks and Rec a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was on well after Parks and Rec wrapped. And after Andy um, Samberg mm-hmm. was the cast member of SNL. Yeah. 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 This, this is, I think, what he, well, no, he left to do movies, and then I don't think that really panned out. And then, I like some of his movies. Um, I did, yeah, yeah. Pop star yeah. never stopped, never stopping. According um, to the Gruel Orphans, this show would have started in 2013. Okay. Simpler time. Mm. Yes, yes, it was a simpler time, and society changed around this show in a lot of ways that make it um, tricky to reckon with. Cringe. Um, and, and so one of the reasons that they have, like many sitcoms before them, they have a um, ongoing Halloween tradition. And so mm-hmm. this is the first episode that starts that tradition, which is the concept of the the Halloween bet between Jake and Captain Holt. And so each year for Halloween, they revisit that bet with various different outcomes and different players involved and different circumstances and all of that. And um, I wanted to do a Halloween episode of a sitcom like that because that is such a Halloween is one of those holidays that I feel like sitcoms do up bigger than anyone actually does in the real world (laughs) Um, for a number of reasons that we can discuss. But uh, um, so was looking for a sitcom that had a Halloween tradition. Uh, We've done a lot of Roseanne already, which has, you know, some pretty famous and well-regarded Halloween episodes. They Mm -hmm. always did up Halloween Um, home improvement had some Halloween episodes. We've done that a bit. So I was like, ah, let's, break the Brooklyn Nine-Nine seal and and do this one. And then I don't necessarily like some of the later heist, Halloween heist episodes are a little bit better and more intricate than this one. But I figured, what the hell, let's start with the beginning. <laughs> the 
the first one. Um, so going into the cold open, um, everyone is lamenting working on Halloween because it's the crazy time and people think they can get away with stuff and um, it's always a rough night. Uh, Boyle shows up uh, in a chef's coat and a very red hair wig. Uh, he's also notably wearing shorts and Crocs. Uh, nobody knows who he is. I am a nerd and knew immediately that he was celebrity chef Mario Batali, yeah. who in 2013 was not accused of serial sexual harassment, <laughs> but in 2022 has been accused. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the many ways this has not aged well. Um, <laughs> so everybody, there's a running gag here at the beginning about uh, no one knowing who he is and coming up with different alternatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all go into the briefing room and uh, Santiago, Amy gets assigned to uh, check out this undercover party where there's some drug stuff going down with Boyle and she's not happy about it because Boyle is all rah-rah Halloween and she does not like Halloween. Classic sitcom set up there. I think there's a little cutaway where... Peralta says that he has to keep pulling Hillary Clinton, Kim Jong Un, or Kim Kim Jong Un apart, or is it ill? One or the other. I I think I did get a chuckle that they're actually making out and not fighting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He says he has to keep pulling them apart, and then they do the Family family Guy style cutaway, Mm -hmm. and they're making out in the in the lockup. And he pulls them apart. What would Bill think? Mm And even that political fear is, like, quaint now. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. If only those were one of my nightmares were. I I miss those nightmares. (laughs) Right? Simpler, simpler time. Mario Batali's fine. I know some celebrity chefs, not him. I do. I like a good Alton Brown cutthroat kitchen. That's kind of my jam. Mm -hmm. I I did not recognize Boyle's Mario Batali, but when he said he was, then I knew who Mario Batali was. uh, I used to look him up. He was an iron chef, right? Bobby Flay. He was an iron chef, yes. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't, get like, me, don't get me started on stupid Bobby Flay. He's a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he's got a cute cat. Irish. He's he's kind of hot for a redheaded dude, but he sucks. <laughs> so. I just said his cat's cute, is what I said. He's, oh, he's got a like, big main coon. I love what show? What coon. show is his cat on, David? How do you know this? It's called the Instagram show that my wife shows me. Oh, okay. <laughs> So he's just doing instas of his cat. I get it. That's a good move. Maine Coons are big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought great. I thought maybe he had a show I hadn't watched yet where he makes chefs like cook against his cat or something. <laughs> he, makes make, he makes him make cat food and the cat just pushes it off the table. <laughs> and then he just laughs. <laughs> and then he stands on the table. That's why we don't like him because he stood on his cutting board in triumph and that shows great disrespect to the accoutrement of the proper <laughs> chef. Um, I like this actor who plays the the Mario Batali boiler oh, yeah. man that they all shit on. This is Joe Latruglio. I'm a great yes. fan of his from all the way back to the state where Michael Showalter and some other guys, Ian Black and David Wayne, got their start. And same with the lady, too. Carrie, something, she's great. Stack cast, great start, really Gen X. And in the early days, they had... All the music that you could get on MTV, and now they've had release problems because mm-hmm. they can't just play 
of course the song of course. anymore. But to the state, Drew Latruglio, Latruglio, he's great in that. <laughs> it's fun to see him here, even if he's obviously the character Jerry of Parks and Rec here. Everyone just shits on him <laughs> the whole time. Might be kind of racist because he's not white, but it's good to see him. <laughs> He does have a, a pretty wholesome relationship with Jake, which is kind of nice. Yeah, He's really that, supportive to Andy Samberg, yeah. Yeah. And they do some interesting stuff. Well, interesting is probably a strong term. They make him more than just a punchline as <laughs> the series great. goes on, yeah. Like, he one of the, the things heart. is he's actually a really good detective. It's just no one ever gives him credit for it, and they play off of that a few times throughout the Okay. Yeah. It's a good detail. Yeah, it was weird, David, just because going back and watching this again yeah, I know. for the first time since watching like the whole thing and just how raw some of this, like realizing this is just episode six and yeah. they haven't quite figured all the relationships out and figured mm. out all of the character beats and stuff was kind of weird. Right. I don't uh, think we've hit our stride here, even no. though I don't know the real perfect <laughs> yeah. meat and potatoes of it. Uh, we also get in this briefing scene, uh, Amy saying that, she wishes that Halloween, you could do Halloween just kind, sober, and completely dressed. And then Jake says, that is the title of your sex tape. That is the introduction of the title of your sex tape joke, which becomes a recurring gag. Was that the first the one? That is the first one. Oh, you do it three times it this episode. It was pretty cringe yep. in this episode, though, because it felt a little mean-spirited really and sexual harassy a little. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it gets a little better. Well, yeah. it gets better over time when she gets in on it a little bit, but it's very cringe. In yeah, when this it episode. when like when Jake tells Boyle that's your title of your sex. Since they're friends, it just comes off as good natured. But in this case, it did not feel good natured or like right. Both this people like were in on it or anything like that. Lady coworker to yeah. a guy, and she's not into it, and then he's saying. Sex tapes. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Did you know that forty percent of cops are found to be cringe at work? <laughs> I don't is think that that's a, a stat. It, I know of forty percent, but I, I, I don't doubt that. I was that just going to say, is that a is that a gruel orphan statistic coming to us? <laughs> yeah, there? Hot through the pipeline. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, in this show Stephanie Beatrice, whom parents of small children will know as the voice of Mirabelle in uh, Encanto, mm-hmm. the oh. Disney movie that has supplanted Frozen as the one your kids are constantly watching. Wow. So which which person is she? She's the one... Who wears the bone person costume? No, she's no, she she's is Diaz, the one that uh, the enormous one. man Terry Crews was trying yes. to learn about. So the Encanto character, does she play the tough, strong lady in the Encanto? No, she character? plays. She is the main character. She's the main in girl. Encanto. That's mm-hmm. an interesting range. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not. She has know. a lot of range, actually. It's kind of interesting. good yeah. for her because she is kind of stoic here, and Mirabelle is very whimsical yeah and she also plays a recurring character on modern family or did yeah. anyways and she was like completely yeah. different in that too but that's interesting go for her you don't mm-hmm. see too many actors with range yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> she'll also go through an arc later in the series where she comes out as bisexual and has to deal with the ramifications of that with her parents mm-hmm. Fun. okay and then terry cruz is he good or bad I Most can't remember. Good, but a little bad. I forget yeah. what did he do. He strike busted. Or... Bad, yeah. He said something. But I always enjoy his work. I'll put it that way. But yeah, yeah. beefcake. That's nice. <laughs> 
He is a very large man and fairly funny. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy his and work. He's but wholesome. Yeah. He's done a lot. He seems to have an appreciation. Mm. I forget the bad thing he did. I think yeah, it was I like there was something, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. I think there is, but it's like six out of ten, not like nine or ten yeah. out of ten, right? Mm. Six to four, yeah. mid, mid bad thing. Yeah, yeah. So the first title of your sex tape is the joke that takes us into the opening credits. Mm -hmm. And then when we come back, Jake is regaling everyone with a tale of a uh, bank robber that he caught because they got stuck in the revolving door of the bank uh, and boasts about how he is smarter than all of the crooks that he catches. And if he was a crook, he would be so good at it that none of the other detectives would be able to catch him. And uh, Captain Holt, the uh, stoic superior officer played by uh, Andre Brower of um, many things. Uh, everybody knows Andre Brower, I think, mm. um, comes out and in his way disagrees with Jake. And so they have a they make a bet. Jake says that uh, if he can steal the metal off of the wall in Holt's office, Holt will have to do all of his Halloween paperwork and proclaim him an amazing detective slash genius. If Jake loses and fails to steal that medal by midnight that evening, uh, he will then work five weekends for Holt with no overtime. Is that legal? Oh, wait, yeah. cops are above the law. <laughs> it was one of those where I'm like, is it legal? Will the union okay that? Does he have to sign some sort of waiver? Is this all I, under the table where he's going to like pay back the money that he gets? I don't know exactly. Like, can Holt just like type something into a computer that says don't give overtime? I don't know how any of that actually would work. Mm. Um, we also get a bit, little bit of lip service paid uh, to the idea where he's like, and I'll still be able to do all of my normal work while all this is going on. Yeah. <laughs> so that we don't have to raise the question of what are all these cops doing while having these wacky hijinks? Why aren't they getting right. all their work done? We will just assume they're still getting their work. Done. <laughs> I feel like in later Halloween episodes, they just do away with that idea yeah. entirely. hundred percent. We don't see him do any regular work all night. So yeah. we should yeah, not have to believe that he's like ferreting around in the ducks. There's no way he's, Busting teenagers birds. who are trying to drink a beer. Mm. Yeah, catching right. birds. <laughs> I did like some of the banana puns. <laughs> the banana. Uh, yeah. I figured Austin would, would have liked it. Appealing their case. Yeah, he'll get a. Like, don't worry, he'll get out on appeal because mm -hmm. the the bank robber is dressed in a in a banana costume when he gets mm -hmm. stuck. Yeah. I think was, we better uh, split. I don't know if yes. he said that one or I just did. I mean, it's right there. So He's not going to make it away with all the bread. And then meanwhile, uh, Rosa brings in a guy who was mugged by a giant man baby. And this prompts a... Uh, no, uh, a royal baby, because I think there was a royal baby birth that right. year, right? This Isn't must be yes. the year when some of those British lizards yeah. had a, a birth, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, and this leads to a conversation between Terry and Rosa, where he learns that she got kicked out of Catholic school, and Terry decides he's going to figure out why she got kicked out. That's one of our subplots that we have running throughout the episode. Uh, then Jake goes and uh, tries to enlist uh, Gina, 
Captain Holt's um, administrative assistant mm-hmm. in in the heist. Uh, they don't really get into it here, but Jake and Gina are old childhood friends, so that's why they have a little bit more of a familiar mm-hmm. relationship. Um, and the actress that plays her, uh, Chelsea Peretti, is old childhood friends with um, Andy Samberg as well. Ah. So it's one of those, like, almost a sitcom character with the same name as the actor <laughs> sort of situation where he's like, hey, come play my friend on this TV show. Yeah, I'm trying to think because, you know, as the series goes on, everybody knows each other. But then when, like, uh, what's it, Terry Crews, what's his name? Uh, Terry. 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 Yeah, is it Terry? Yeah. <laughs> he, he is, is a Terry, Terry. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry Crews Terry is playing that. Terry Jeffords. Yeah, yeah. Jeffords. And Terry doesn't really know Rosa right now, and that seemed a little weird, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I want to know more about your past. And like by the end, like everybody knows about everything about everyone. And then, and so then yeah. I was trying to think of who, because it's only like Jake and Boyle are friends, and then. He and Chelsea are friends, and Gina, sorry. Yeah, he and Gina are friends. Are friends. But that's about all, like, everyone else are kind of just meeting each other, Yeah, I we, they eventually established that Jake and Rosa were in the police academy together. Okay. Um, somewhere along the line, but I can't remember how far down that is, if that's, rel- if that's like, early on, or if that becomes a later thing. I think, guy- yeah, that's about it. Does the guy from Police Academy who makes all the boop boop noises coming? <laughs> <laughs> if guy. only. I know. And this is, and then I also have to remember this is when Boyle was had a crush on Rosa too, right? And that. Yeah, which is one of those cringy things yeah. early on too that they had the whole like you know. He likes her, she doesn't like him, but he won't take no for an answer kind of situation. Right? He used to just be able to do that, but then it just stopped being yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't but know. But we realized it was a big problem <laughs> for women to get stalked. <laughs> lost a lot of easy comedy. It's too bad. That's the real That's the real crime, yeah, the yeah. loss of the comedy. Right? <laughs> Boo. <Yeah. laughs> Lock them up. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Boyle and Santiago are walking down the street. Uh, Boyle is now wearing a uh, skeleton costume, or she calls it a bone person. Uh, <laughs> and she gets all mad because there's some people that are like sitting on a front stoop, just chugging out of a vodka bottle. And she's like, everyone thinks when they're dressed up for Halloween, they can do whatever they want. And so then she tells her to stop and pulls out her badge. And then they, <laughs> then they get egged. And then they get egged. <laughs> right, yeah, you see them later in the next scene, egg-juiced, which I mm. guess is blacklight responsive. Or uh, yeah. maybe later when her mm-hmm. bones go off, it's something else. We don't really know. I don't think eggs are blacklight responsive. Somebody go to Spencer's. Yeah, let's figure this out. <laughs> Find out. Crack some eggs on yourself and go to Spencer's, and we'll see how this works out. I don't know. There's part of me that's uh, like, hey, if people want to... Drink on a stoop. Let him drink on a stoop, right? Like, you know. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't support a protagonist here. Yeah. I feel, I, I I feel like, the, person, but. <laughs> the, I like the like no drinking in public laws are one of those laws that we have in place so that there's an easy excuse if we need to right. like uh, get someone for something more serious. Yeah. You know, sort right. of like the like, 
you can't wear a hat in this restaurant. They don't really care if you wear a hat unless you're causing a problem. And then they could use the don't wear a hat rule as the excuse to throw you out. I feel like that's what public some of the public drunkenness laws are meant to do. And it's like, if they're not causing a problem, they're sitting on their front step drinking. Let them be, Amy. Um, So back at the precinct, uh, (laughs) Jake... Holt leaves his office and then Jake falls through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then Holt decides to uh, lock away his medal and he explains to Jake and, of course, the audience the various levels of security in which he has placed the medal in a safe, locked the safe. He has then locked the cabinet that the safe is in with a key that is only on his belt. Mm-hmm. And that is that is what uh, Jake's obstacle is. I also love that when you, you see Holt put the metal in the safe, that there's a sandwich yeah. in the safe. <laughs> yeah. Is he opening that like, consistently for lunch? Because I Presumably, would have yeah. the sandwich right then because I would easily forget the sandwich. And then what becomes a lunch right? becomes like, a problem. No, it's like right. wrapped up in wax paper mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I mean, that could yeah. work, but this is not a fridge no, yeah. no, there are no cold packs on it. If you have any like meat, you do not want it to spoil. I could keep a PB and J at room temperature all day and be happy. But I still clam. wouldn't want to eat a room temperature PB and J. I think I like a little yeah. chill on it, unless it's freshly made. Would, maybe I'm weird. I don't know. I would toast it or whatever. You know, there's yeah, temperature maybe, yeah, boosts, but you can't toast it once it's all. Made. together yeah, yeah well, have you ever have you ever had a, a grilled pb and j like a grilled cheese mm. but it's grilled pb and j it's pretty I've banging just, i've just toasted the bread i'm gonna try this this is a hot tip just yeah, try yeah it. put put something Ooh. a little put something a little crunchy in there yeah. if you have the smooth peanut butter throw some no. peanuts or some apple slices or some potato chips or something when you grill it mm. and then it gets a little crunch in the middle oh it's really good i have recently pressed one in a waffle press Ooh. to try to make a little sandwich tartlet thingy it kind of went okay it could be done better it's less of a waffle press than a stupid waffle press so my proportions are off but we're gonna keep mario battling this <laughs> <laughs> figure it out I only do crunchy peanut butter if I have my bearings. Every time you make one, Aaron walks by and you slap his ass just mm. to keep the going. Luckily, in our life, we have some prior consent that opens up <laughs> fun ass grabbery. But the kitchen is a dangerous place. Even as much as you love your partner, they can just be in the kitchen and you just need to do this triangle and they're in the way. Semi just uh-huh. it will happen no matter what. And you're just yep. like, scoot. Yep. And that's when you, you know, slap the ass ever so lovingly. Um, at this part, when Andy Samberg is falling through, this is A, when he's not doing police work, obviously, but maybe he shouldn't be if all they're going to do is bust people for drinking mm. on a porch stoop. But this, they show the outside of the chief's office, and he has a poster for Floorgasm. Maybe you super fans can explain that to me. I did not. No. Uh, I what? believe Floor. So what? Gina Gina is in a dance troupe of some oh, kind. Oh, yes. They mentioned this. And I believe Floorgasm <laughs> is either like the, the name of her troupe at this time okay. or like a show, like a big dance competition or something that they're going to be. Yeah. And it's one of those like recurring gags where I think her dance troupe name is always changing. So it's like the excuse to come up with different punish names for a dance okay that's pretty fun i was surprised by it being spicy because this is 
NBC or whatever at 8.30 p.m. Mm, right, <laughs> Good for them. Right. Uh, so Boyle and Santiago come back to the precinct. Um, they are covered in the aforementioned egg goo. Um, Amy at one point mentions that she thinks she has eggshell in her bra. And then Jake tries to decide whether or not that's sexy and uh, ultimately decides that it is because boobs go in a bra. Yeah. And I can't necessarily argue with his logic there. <laughs> it's... Why is he so horny? Um, I think it's the especially early in the series, he's very much the uh, like man child comedic mm-hmm. archetype um, sort of the, the, the comedic energy of the show f- throughout its run, but especially right now is the um, sort of stoic stiff uppered lipidness of captain Holt and Andy Samberg's whole like goofy man child routine. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this like weird sex stuff with Amy, as far as like the borderline harassment and the title of your sex tape and all this is supposed to be an extension of that, that he has a very like, um, you know, boy on the playground, pulling the girl's hair kind of approach to women, uh, which as we all know is not acceptable, but is <laughs> very much, I think the vibe they're going yeah. for it. Yeah, even yeah, this, yeah, this boob thing seemed a little cringe too, right? <laughs> Definitely. Right, right, and yeah. then Joe Truglio gives him the high five. It's yeah. like, well, of course, Mario Batelli likes it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, but this could work. You know, it's okay when George Clooney is like flirting with Moira Tierney on mm-hmm. ER because they've had their elbow up in somebody's guts during <laughs> Juice's well, I mean, medical recent. Flirting. Maybe it's right. all right. It just depends on how it's done, right? But this was but just... Just it, and, yeah. and it does become boobies. flirting. Like, before too long, it, it, it does become flirting, and mm. it becomes clear that, like, she's into it, into it a little yeah. bit as well, and then it becomes a lot more tolerable. Here, it's still very much like she's a female co-worker, and he's just kind of harassing mm. her, and it's right. cringy. And of all the co-workers, I'll accept fucking, you know, doctors, yeah. hamburger <laughs> cooks. <That> is- <laughs> do not want to see the cops getting busy <laughs> there should be a level of professionalism for that level of authority but we know how it right. turns out right and there's there is that feeling where like santiago you know at least especially early on is like very straight laced and buttoned up and right. maybe isn't all that interested in sex which is her prerogative and then he seems to like enjoy trying to make her uncomfortable with kind of that kind of talk right. which just makes it feel worse mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of professional, uh, Terry and Rosa are doing a lineup of giant royal baby men, <laughs> uh, which just turns into an exercise for Terry to try to find out how Rosa got kicked out, and he gets nowhere. Oh, yeah, did you recognize who, who was the guy who got mugged and is? Uh, the one annoying guy from Big Bang Theory <laughs> yes. that had the lisp, and we were all supposed to laugh because he talked funny. Yeah. And oh. Big Bang Theory was like, who needs jokes when you can make fun of how people talk? And yeah, we can make fun of Sometimes. speech impediments, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes this did remind me of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, or, I mean, especially early on like this, it, mm. it, it has some of that vibe. It's it's going low lowest common denominator with some of these jokes. I feel like it's made even worse when you realize he doesn't actually have a speech impediment as a yeah the actor yeah Mm -hmm. faking it. How does he put that on his headshot? He probably has like a quote with a list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, 
So then we get a scene where Holt is out of his office to ask Gina for help deciphering Jake's handwriting. And then he sees Jake in his office dressed up as a janitor, Mm -hmm. uh, tells him that, uh, you know, this is a a poor, um, uh, poor ruse. And uh, Jake says that he had set up a different ruse in order to distract Holt, but that one failed to go off, which of course then it immediately does go off uh, as a fire starts in a nearby trash can. And of course the, the whole joke here is that uh, Jake is terrible at this and can't time everything right. And Holt's mm-hmm. Holt sees through his, uh, his disguise right away. Uh, we also get possibly my favorite part of the whole episode, which is when, Jake explains that he knows chess because his uncle taught him how to play chess. Yeah. This is pretty good. <laughs> turns out that chess was just lining up chess pieces on the rail of the porch <laughs> and then shooting them with a air rifle. Yeah, that's what he says he can't. Just like in chess, sometimes you have to sacrifice your king. Yeah. And that's exactly time. how you lose yeah. chess. <laughs> that was one of my good bits. Another he also part. taught me how to shoot backgammon, Jake says. <laughs> right, right. That does sound pretty fun. I could go for some airsoft chess. Um, that was one part that made me laugh. And another part that did was a little bit earlier when Andy Samberg's complaining about his possible concussion after falling <laughs> oh, yeah. from the air ducts. <laughs> and then he's like, He's like, oh, here I go. And he's going to pass yeah. out, right? And it's Terry Crews who grabs him. And he's like, ooh, strong. <laughs> that was cute. Like, sometimes when you would have an injury, who doesn't just want to fall into a beefcake. He did good with that. Yeah. Right, right. Then we're back with Boyle and Santiago. They've arrived at the underground rave. Um, somewhat incredibly from a faraway balcony in a dimly lit, loud (laughs) warehouse. They spot some people way down below in a crowd, like noticeably exchanging drugs. Uh, They race down there to try to get the drugs. Santiago gets covered in garbage while crawling around on the floor to get the drugs. And to your point, Carolyn, eh, she maybe kind of deserves that. Good. What a narc. Have you ever seen someone take MDA and been like, I will arrest them? No, because you're not a cop. And how do I relate to that? I'm not doing MDA every weekend. It's been... Maybe a decade, but it's like, what do you think people are going to do on Halloween? Jesus Christ. You know, cocaine, that is a bit more like, okay, you're probably funding some kind of cartel. Yeah. But hallucinogenics, shit. If it was shrooms and they're going after the shroom guys, I'm going to trip the cop right into the garbage if I have a chance to do so. Uh, back in the precinct, Holt discovers Jake shoving pigeons into the vent yeah, in his yeah, office. Yeah. That's a kind of like animal abuse to me, but I don't know. Right? Like, are those right. pigeons we actually going to make it? You know? Yeah, and we get a cutaway when he asks like how he got the pigeons, and we see Jake trying to like shoo the pigeons into a sack with a loaf of bread. And, right, it raises yeah. more questions than answers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, because we don't right. see him successfully get a pigeon, so we don't even. Right, they don't actually get. How does he? How does he gain that skill? And to your point, David, if a bird does survive. Then we've got a colony of pigeons living above. Yeah. Inside the wings of the police yeah, the precinct. Vents, yeah. yeah, wings. <laughs> so that's probably not good. They'll probably just shoot them because that is how cops solve a lot of problems. 
Yeah. Well, there was, yes, an earlier one where, like, all these people are just, it's just an excuse to, like, drink in public and carry fake guns. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what happens when you yeah. carry a fake gun around a cop. That's for sure. Right, right. Right. What do cops like excuses mm. for? They feel like they love Halloween. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so then uh, Boyle comes back to the precinct with a bone person. Um, <laughs> the bone person is. Uh, noticeably larger than uh, Santiago, and it turns out that it's it's Hitchcock. Um, he doesn't notice. Yeah, you don't know how that switch happened either. Like, right, right. Uh, the point here that Amy paid Hitchcock fifty bucks to trade places with her, uh, and Boyle is crestfallen <laughs> to learn that. Santiago has ditched him on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like why do you have your emotional needs met by your partner enjoying a holiday? Like yeah, they're kind I of know. acting like he's little tiny Tim, and <laughs> everyone needs to do this holiday to make him feel special. Yeah, well, like, well, actually, you guys are out there shooting people who are two miles over the speed limit. <laughs> well, and they're not. Certainly, these shows are not the only sitcoms that mm-hmm. do this, but. Um, there is a common thread across like the office and um, uh, parks and rec and this show of the, you know, your coworkers are your family sort of thing where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, these people that you work with are there for all the holidays and they're the most important people in your life. And, you know, you learn about other characters, family, but they're always on, they're always supporting characters at best. (laughs) Um, And a lot of that is just because this is where they set the stories and all of that. But you get things like this where you're, you're, the character becomes emotionally invested in what their coworker thinks of a holiday. In a normal world, you wouldn't care that much, but because this is like the world of this show, everyone does care. Right. At least the office was just a paper company. This is like politicians and parks and rec and then like actual murder authorities in this one. It's like, why are we doing baby nephew shit you yeah. guys i don't understand and also maybe it's a far-reaching conspiracy because as members of the workforce we know that a lot of companies that advertise themselves as a family are going to suck to work for <laughs> because they're going to try to exploit your emotions rather than give you a competitive wage yeah, or benefits true. for instance it's a red flag that that it is watch out for that kids at home <laughs> Watch out for that. So then Jake is lamenting to Gina that he's losing the bet. Um, It is somewhat key here that we find out Holt is listening in on their conversation through the, um, the intercom with at Gina's desk. It's just like the wire. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Just like the wire. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's not using a warrant to listen in on the phone. He's just Jimmy McNultying his way through shit. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Have you guys watched The Wire? Uh, not all of it, no. No, oh, me, okay. me neither. It's a little uh, hard to get used to, but yeah. it is a very good series. That's all I'll say. Uh, so Boyle confronts Santiago about ditching him. Um, he basically tells her that uh, friendships are forged in the crucible of Halloween adversity. Yeah. Uh, yes which, and no. 
says well, says something kind of sad about Boyle's childhood growing up. Yeah, I think, I mean, it does. He yeah. speaks to running from bullies, and that's yeah. when you make your bond. Yes, mm. <laughs> that's basically his idea. Is like certainly when I get picked on. I want other people to be picked on with me, so we can bond together. So yeah. it makes sense. That's why he grew up to get himself a legal license to kill. <laughs> Pass the police tests. And then uh, Jake calls out to Holt. Or, uh, sorry, uh, Jake calls Holt out of his office. Holt makes a point to lock his office. Jake uses the royal baby men to distract Holt with an elaborate choreographed dance number involving various sets of keys. Are these just pretty good royal babies that he rounded up, or did he actually pay people to be the royal babies? They've got to just be the suspects, yeah. and I don't yeah. know why they would go for this. <laughs> Given the comment Jake makes later in the seat about how much money he spent on the key rings, uh, $23. <laughs> 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 it's like twenty two seventy three yeah. or something. Um, I'm suspecting he didn't pay the Royal babies, but did use the ones in the lockup, why they went away with it or why they went along with it and how they learned the choreography so fast. <laughs> we, I guess we leave up to sitcom hijinks. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, that's pretty good. If you the dress up as a royal cute. baby on Halloween, you got to be prepared with some <laughs> choreography too, right? It like, comes yeah, this is with fair. Some responsibility. Yeah, exactly. So, the giant diaper comes with responsibility. <laughs> it's a big pants to fill. Yes. <laughs> when 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 you're doing a suspects, a usual suspects roundup, so you have the guy that you actually think committed the crime yeah. at this point. Right. You right. collar a perp. But then where do the other 20 come in? Are you just grabbing other guys off the street? Or are you, like, paying community theater actors? I always thought <laughs> they generally paid other people to come in. Like, not a whole right? lot. But they have to, like, right. find people who look of a certain type, right? Right. They maybe have, like, a little Rolodex of Daryl Yeah, X. exactly. <laughs> but, because I can't imagine them paying people at the same time. We just don't offer compensation. Like a red-headed, bearded man mugged me. Yeah. They have to go find, and they have a suspect, but then they have to go find like five other red-headed, bearded men yeah. to be in the lineup, and then presumably they're paying. Yeah, and I thought they get paid. Like, I I don't even know where I hear this, so this is just completely right. hearsay. But I thought they got paid like thirty bucks or something. Like maybe yeah. that's what happens when you're cut from jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't feel like having red hair and a beard would be grounds to like get hauled in and put in a lineup so i feel yeah. like they have to pay them right exactly well other racial attributes get hauled in a lot well, but yeah but not for a lineup they, yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. they just get hauled in uh so despite the dance number holt is wise to jake's ruse he finds him in the other room trying to make a copy of holt's keys um jake tries to get Holt to let him out of the bet, explaining how he's like, doing very poorly, and Holt's like, I'm not going to let that happen. So he then... does say that it's sad, <laughs> and I do uh, appreciate yes. how quick we cut through the baby's dance. <laughs> we just yes. see a glimpse of it. That's a good way to appreciate it, but it wasn't, like, mm-hmm. overdone. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, turns out Terry has called Rosa's school. Uh, she was a good student after all and wasn't kicked out of the Catholic school. She left of her own volition in order to go to ballet school. Uh, waka waka. This, 
It's like a culmination of their plot line, and it's still, yeah. this like feels extra creepy. The whole thing is like, why do you give a shit? Just yeah. be normal. <laughs> but then it's like they're cops, so of course they love like using their databases, <laughs> yeah. running things for personal. Well, I was trying to imagine what game. the nun at Rosa's Catholic school thought when she got a call. Near midnight, based on our timeline, on Halloween Halloween. night, from this cop saying, like, do you remember Rose Diaz? Why'd she get kicked out of school? And then, like, remembering her well enough or being able to, like, look that in. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She probably thought Rose was dead in a ditch and just (laughs) identified her bone person body. She'll turn into a bone person. Uh, so then uh, Santiago runs into Holt's office and says that Jake was arrested scaling the building with a blowtorch. <laughs> uh, so then Holt goes into one of the lockup rooms where Jake is handcuffed to the table and Jake welcomes him to the end game. And he also bonks himself really good on the wrist because he yes. forgets that he's cuffed himself or someone has cuffed himself. Because he's, he's a, just a big, doofy man child. Famously an inspiration <laughs> for a Marvel movie, this end scene. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. I, mean, uh. I don't know. It's probably one of the ones I ever want. <laughs> so then we get the... Uh, uh, Hold dresses down Jake saying that uh, he uh, is disappointed in him. He is questioning not only, you know, that he hasn't been able to pull off this bet, but that he's done so poorly at it. Uh He's, you know, even that smart of a person. Uh, Jake says that Holt is always underestimating him and Holt insists, (laughs) no, you've been correctly (laughs) estimated. (laughs) Uh, Holt is such a MVP of the series, man. He really is. I mean, he's what keeps you watching. He's a really good character. He's a straight man. Mm -hmm. I suppose they keep his steely integrity at a good level throughout the whole series. So you always get a... He's a straight man who's also a gay man. Ooh, that's fun. That must be a a spicy personal detail. Does Terry Crews call up his his Tinder connections? (laughs) Stalk him. Put a he is uh, he is happily married at this at throughout the series. Well, they kind of break up at one point, but oh no! Well, I don't think (laughs) they're married because I don't think they could be married at the or what was the time? Oh, you're right. I can't. I can't remember. I I thought they were. I thought they had an episode where they get married. Actually, you're right. That I think they do. Yeah, Yeah, thanks, Obama. And then. And then they do part of the whole like real world intruding on the series sort of thing is they I think they get separated <laughs> at one point because his husband is upset with how much like stress it puts him under the job and all yeah, this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but they 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 get back together and I mean it's a separation they get back together it's all great. So then Jake lays out his elaborate scheme. He explains that uh, while he was dressed as the janitor and getting uh, dressed down by Holt for his obvious ploy, Rosa was actually picking the lock of Holt's safe, uh, or picking the lock of the cabinet that the safe is in. And then the fire in the garbage can that he claimed was a mistimed ruse was in fact a perfectly timed ruse that allowed Rosa to get out of Holt's office uh, so he'd go back in. 
And then the gray pigeons were a red herring mm-hmm. intended to get Jake uh, intended to get Holt out of his office again so that Amy and Terry working together could unlock the window to Holt's office thereby bypassing the need for Jake to get, unlock the door. Then when they did the giant royal man baby dance party to presumably get a hold of the keys, it was actually a plan to grab the phone off of Holt's belt so that Boyle could dust it for Prince and find out what the four most tapped numbers on Holt's phone were. Jake reasons that because Holt is old, he would use the same four-digit code for his phone and his safe. And email. Uh, and phone. And email. email yeah, and... phone, email, and safe. And Holt concurs that that is a safe assumption. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he, uh, Jake went ahead and climbed up the building and got himself arrested and thrown into lockup. Uh, I actually don't think he actually climbed up the building, but he had Santiago tell Holt that he was in lockup because he Holt would believe Santiago uh, over mm-hmm. everybody else. So then when Holt left his office, Boyle went in through the unlocked window and then had to punch in the 24 different possible four-digit codes, which they estimated would take roughly four minutes, which was why Jake was stretching out the telling of this tale to Holt until just before midnight to give Boyle enough time to open up the safe. And you also forgot the part where he flirted with a lady on the stair in the stairwell. (laughs) He did also flirt with a sexy robot. He passed (laughs) on the stairwell, which didn't have anything to do with the heist, but was fun. (laughs) Right. It's part of the stretch. Frankly, that part wasn't cringe actually. since Yeah, that seems genuine. Uh, So this is semi-realistic. The part I had, the part Right. The part I had the most problem with is that a cop could be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I believe it turns out he wasn't yeah, actually exactly. in that result. Uh-huh. That's a good ruse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got me. Um, the, other, the other part, the only the one that threw me for a loop was I f- feel like the safe would, after enough like missed tries, mm. maybe, would lock itself out. Maybe not. I'm trying maybe. to remember like hotel safes if they have a thing on there that says like you try it too often i don't know know. that would be the only nitpick i would have with the with the scheme we don't know if it Um, took Boyle all the way to 24 tries that's true it may Boyle may have gotten it on one yeah uh because of course holt goes to open the door and there is Boyle holding the medal and uh jake has won the bet holt asks him how he was able to get his coworkers to help him out and go along with it. And Jake says that he bribed them all by offering to do all of their paperwork. First, he gave them a rousing speech. Yes, he did. (laughs) He gave them a rousing uh, Braveheart esque speech in a poor Scottish accent that did nothing. So that he bribed them. (laughs) He should have gone with St. Crispin's day. Right. Right. That's band of brothers action. St. Crispy Day. Yeah. Yes. Instead, he bribed them uh, with doing all of their paperwork. And because Holt lost the bet, he has to do all of Jake's paperwork, which means he is doing everyone's paperwork. I don't know if I buy that. uh, Ipso facto or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) 
you think uh, Holt might have grounds to throw a challenge flag on that one? Yeah, that he still has Jake's paperwork, but Jake he doesn't mean he has to do everyone else's paperwork because Jake agreed to do that paperwork. Well, and that's, that's not Jake's his paperwork, paperwork yeah, now. It <laughs> it's still under the category of the other people's paperwork. I guess it de- depends a- on if if the definition of Jake's paperwork was the paperwork related to the cases Jake worked. Yeah, exactly. Zero, by the way. (laughs) By the way, yes. Presumably zero. Or if it was the work, the paperwork Jake was responsible for completing that evening. In which case it would now encompass all of his coworkers. They are probably going to have to take this up with a police union representative. (laughs) They're going to get two weeks paid leave each. The paperwork won't get done. The bunny who gropes women will be back on the subway and uh, nothing changes. So we get uh, a little sweet capper i guess where boyle gets called into the briefing room everyone is now dressed up in their excessively elaborate halloween costumes well one of them is just the lady wrapped in yeah santiago's just wrapped up in caution tape and terry cruz is a salt and pepper on each titty bone (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know you get that but he works it you get shaken you know you can and she uh, she apologizes to Boyle for ditching him and disparaging Halloween. And there's a whole bunch of sex tape yeah. jokes that aren't real great. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Uh, no, there's there's a little bit of uh, like the Urkel syndrome of like Boyle yes. is the annoying one, and then everyone has to capitulate yeah. to him, and because we he was he made yeah. everyone feel bad about it, you know. Uh, His tiny little fifis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then Holt comes in and announces that Jake is an amazing detective slash genius and leaves to do his paperwork. Well, that wraps it all up, except for one very important final lingering over, question. Over our closing credits, uh, Rosa clotheslines a crook who's running through the precinct and uh, tells Terry that she got kicked out of ballet school for beating up ballerinas. But I mean- so she's... Not so sweet after all. She's actually a tough Was it ever in doubt that she was still a badass, though? Like, I don't know. Terry acts like all surprised where you're like, you've probably seen her tackle somebody before, right? Right? No, it was weird that going to dance school made him think she was sensitive. Right. Right. Though I mean, that she's a good student. She could still not be. Or you don't have to not be sensitive to tackle somebody yeah. and apparently she's proven that with her role in Encanto anyway <laughs> like him teasing her range. about being a softie is fine because she obviously wants to like portray this hard edged exterior but right. he knows she could still kick some ass though right like has he never seen it before I don't know yeah, they probably right. watched each other pulverize yeah, innocent yeah. suspects <laughs> together <laughs> so I don't know the question there this was not my final question. The important thing that I need to know, you guys, is what happened to that sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> it was probably eaten over while doing a lot of paperwork for Jake. Yes. They yes. should have somebody during the heist should have ate of, that bitch. What kind of sandwich so good. it was? Stolen I mean, sandwiches are the it most had delicious. had to have been like peanut butter jelly right it's in a safe like anything with jelly meat on it is gonna go bad i vote is salami egg salad salad (laughs) is the recipe for mega farts oh my god (laughs) 
<laughs> I see how you live. Don't Damn you remember boy. that Futurama episode where Fry eats egg salad and then like a whole colony of worms take over his body and make him super smart for a while? Was it warm egg salad or was it just regular? Egg salad? I think it was gas station egg salad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you as a vegetarian though. Sometimes I have no choice but to go with the gas station egg salad sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you never no feel PB good about J. it. Yeah, the crossing don't have PB and J's there. I don't think. And I keep crackers in my car, little peanut butter cracker packets, because just in case. The other day we tried out a new drive-through. I was at home, but Aaron got stuck for literally half an hour to a drive-through, and we're both just like. A little bit at the panic point, you know, 7.30, we get serious. So mm-hmm. if our new car had my peanut butter and crackers, that would have been a little less of a crisis for him. <laughs> Luckily, we made it. Happy ending. The food was not worth the wait, but it was pretty good. So uh, what was your favorite costume in this episode? I think I like the salt and pepper titties. It would have been a little better if Terry Crews flexed and made him dance. And they were just like um, pieces of paper. If he actually had like elements that he could shake with all his cake, that would be fun. Yeah. David, did you have a uh, favorite costume? I'm always a sucker for a sexy robot. That's all I I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's tough to beat. I am a, a sucker for a bride of Frankenstein. Oh yeah, so yeah. I enjoyed Rosa, Rosa right with there. the with the wig and the the streaks and all of that. Yeah, yeah. The the eye patch was fun. It's cheap and easy. Mm-hmm. Yes, Holt's costume is he's yeah. wearing an eye patch. So, yep. <laughs> His steam. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the whole bit about how Charles was trying to make steam. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. the word for mm-hmm. costumes that's a running bit throughout mm-hmm. the episode that's i remember that was kind of Boyle's thing for a while there that he was constantly trying to coin like new words yeah, and i feel like they trying slang. to make fetch happen yeah. new slang yeah and they abandoned that trait fairly quickly how does Boyle end up does he have endearing traits or is he just off right. well he's married. no he becomes with yeah, they, he adopts. They adopt a kid from like Eastern Europe or yeah. something like that. Wow, Nikolaj. Nikolaj. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, no, he becomes a fairly endearing character. Uh, in a not surprisingly, given his uh, Mario Batali costume, he turns out to be something of a foodie mm-hmm. who likes all <laughs> kinds of like elaborate uh, recipes and exotic foods and things like that. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a pretty good character. If you're not especially handsome, you can always be an especially good cook. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. No, it took me as a uh, as a young adult. It took me entirely too long to realize that um, sitcoms do Halloween episodes because they have elaborate costuming departments that can create cool yeah. costumes far ah. beyond the uh, the realm of what your average home Halloween costume can be. That's true i see a lot of people who do really good with halloween and i always kind of last minute half ass it it's really hard to yeah. think ahead and mm-hmm. buy a shirt and my husband <laughs> has a tendency to incorporate halloween wear into daily wear which is one of my favorites <laughs> we were the noid and chester cheetah one year and he kept wearing his red noid sweatpants until we were uh, did he steal other people's pizzas? Because I could get behind that. I mean, if we saw one, we would have. <laughs> <laughs> 
not that nice. See, there's a very big, you can tell someone is Gen Z or millennial based on if they know who the Noid yeah, is. Yeah, 100%. All the youths just thought it was the weird dude. <laughs> weird rabbit well, guy. He's yeah. also a weird dude. But, you know. There we go. They weren't wrong. <laughs> Do you I've, guys have your costumes planned? I've How do you do? I've ranted to Austin about this before, which is, especially in our old age, I feel like the effort to reward yeah. ratio yeah. on costumes is just not there on a Halloween. And we're anymore. not, we don't even have to try to get laid anymore. Exactly. We're, I mean, <laughs> yeah. We do, but not like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we have to try to, di- we have to like do the outfit. dishes now. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dresses the Noid. Yes. <laughs> Because we just go to, like, a friend party where you dress up as a costume, and the best you can hope for is people laugh for, like, 30 seconds, and then no one cares what you're oh, wearing anymore. 30 seconds? That's long. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I just, chuckle. you know, like, uh, yeah. I'm saying just as dream. you go through the party and everyone sees you, that 30-second period, you right. can get a chuckle, and then nobody cares what you're wearing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the the effort to reward matrix shifts <laughs> yeah. as you as you get older and your uh, yeah. your venues for costume wearing change. Yeah, and sex is off like the that. table, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Or just is not one in <laughs> yeah, one it's, night. It's yeah, it's it's no longer tied to the costume. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Which is nice because you're not getting freezing fucking cold anymore. <laughs> that's just a lady body problem. Body yeah, that's a lady problem. <laughs> you guys are cowards. <laughs> you got you gotta wear like an AC slate or crop yeah, top. Yeah. And... <laughs> I don't think I had the body for that. But, yeah. I think I did dress as uh, AC Slater one year for Halloween. Yeah. Sweet dude, did you goose your suit? Did you have muscles or? Um, I think so. I On did the trial. like black jeans red button top red button down shirt and then like the curly hair i, I bought Classic. a wig that had like the curly hair <laughs> um because Dave, david and i's friend matt legitimately had a zach morris cell like his dad had a the exact same zach oh, morris cell phone model yeah, yeah. very cool <laughs> any other final thoughts on the, on the episode uh, i was kind of excited to watch this but i didn't really find it all that funny like this wasn't, wasn't one of the funnier no, the chess thing was funny there's yeah. a couple good lines here or there but it, it definitely felt like it was trying mm. there's a lot of talent on screen not too many of their punchlines were actually that funny or surprising i could yeah. see the makings of how it'd be cute it's very funny how 10 years into their series we discovered how problematic <laughs> cops are right <laughs> whoops you guys yeah. you stepped in that and not not every institution is cute, but I mean, we could, we've had problems in America for a long time. A lot of <laughs> modern cop police stuff are descendants of slave catchers. So that's where we started getting this kind of law and order. So problematic was, cringe. Yeah. I was also somewhat disappointed by the heist itself like i yeah they, they get significantly elaborate. more elaborate as they go on and this one was like understandably because it was the first one but i was like right. oh yeah no that was that's pretty basic and straightforward and i was thinking have... this was gonna be the they, i think they have to do it at some point where it was already stolen before the episode even like begins mm. like yeah what hulk yeah, had was a one. fake and so like yeah everything was a ruse yeah exactly but yeah. It was moderately clever, but it wasn't yeah. like, wow, I bet you two having been with the series longer have an accumulative effect where you're yeah. like, oh, they're going to do their thing. And they're like, oh, they're 
figuring out their thing. Yeah, I mean, and they this, did it, this was but just, it wasn't like, yes. And it was a little awkward because later episodes, it's like, it's pretty much just about the Halloween heist, whereas this one, they had two other subplots that they also focused right. on. Right, so right. Only one third of the story. And I mean, look, I did it to myself. I mean, I picked the episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, I felt, I, yeah, my anal retentiveness required me to, you know, go with the first one, so. Now we have to do all the rest yeah, and exactly. see if they get much better <laughs> at all. Just like we had to do all of the Family Matters, Carl's Bad, oh my God. <laughs> Steve-o episodes. <laughs> Hilarious. It was the Christmas ones. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ooga Mooga. Well, that wasn't Family Matters. I know that ruled. Ooga Mooga ruled. No, but let us let us never forget the time that Ryan (laughs) did a Christmas episode that wasn't a Christmas episode. (laughs) It's my favorite. And had that weird (laughs) robot toy thing in the. Uh Weird toys and dolls. So it was eerily Christmas-like, but. Not very. Yes. <laughs> uh, David, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me talking about heists on Twitter at Dr. Bits, Dr. Spelled Out, <laughs> or at TheRealGentlemanOfLeisure.com, maybe. And Carolyn, same question to you. You can find me rifling through my Rolodex of Derelicts at Carolyn Main mm-hmm. at Twitter, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. You can check out Pitch Please, the card game I made at pitchplease.fun, and there's a podcast out there as well. Every time you say Pitch Please F-U, I'm always expecting different letters <laughs> to come afterwards. When they, just just, just, an end, just a singular and yeah. <laughs> uh, As for me, you can find me uh, trick-or-treating on Twitter at Austin Gordon, uh, and you can uh, read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com and a bunch of other places, ComicsXF, uh, Comic Book Herald, Polygon, uh yeah follow me on twitter and i uh, will link out to all that stuff as well Uh, as for the show we are a very special episode uh you can follow us on twitter at avse pod uh check out our facebook page facebook.com slash avse pod uh download listen on itunes google play podbean stitcher spotify all your favorite podcasting uh, applications For a very special episode, I am Austin Gordon, reminding you that I am an amazing podcaster slash genius. Does that mean I have to do your paperwork? (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. By which I mean edit edit this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The spookiest thing of all. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh, how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode